Hey, hey, welcome to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast, designing life on your terms. I'm your host, Jamie Thurber, and I'm an expert operations manager, productivity queen, mindset, business, and lifestyle coach. Basically, getting shit done is my jam. And I believe in the power of intentional living and in real conversations that can shift your perspective, create habits, and ultimately achieve the freedom that you want in every area of your life. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Wherever you are in the world, I hope you're doing amazing. This is Jamie, your host here at the Lifestyle Creation Podcast. And today, my friends, we are going to do something just a little bit different. We've never done this before. So the other day, I was recording a training, which is basically like a live call where I share some sort of something that the people watching in this space can take away and start utilizing in their worlds right now, whether it's an actual tangible task or if it's a mindset shift or it's just questions they can ask themselves, things that they can navigate differently, yada, yada, right? All of that, that's the purpose. It's a place to plug in where the people can get something productive from it, raise their vibration, be able to go forth back out into the world afterwards and do good things and feel good. So I was recording this training And as it was coming out of me, it was very channeled, like 100%. I knew what I wanted to talk about, but a lot of it just flowed in a different way than I even expected it to. And so we decided, and I decided, I should say, to take a chunk of that, to take basically the majority of that, and put it into a podcast for you uh, for two reasons. Number one, because it was really, really fucking good and like way too good for me to not have the masses be able to access it. And secondly, as a way for you to kind of see a sneak peek into what some of my calls inside of Operation Do, my coaching group, are like. But mainly it's because there's a lot of value and it's a beautiful message and I really, really want you to hear it. So tune in, maybe grab a pen or mark this one to listen to again later, but it's a good one. Listen all the way through. It all comes full circle. One of the things that I think is so cool is that... um, I had already had a lot of people say to me, you know, Jamie, I really think that you should do some relationship coaching. Um, More so just when it comes to this particular conversation, more so than anything, it's simply because like a lot of women, it it feels like there's a lot of women who want to work on the relationship, but then there's like this blame game thing, right? Because my husband or my boyfriend doesn't do this or he does this or whatever versus, or it's the men who are then after the fact, like, I don't know what to do. And this is, feels crazy and, and yada, yada. And then I'm talking to either one of them, but it's just the one of them. Right. Um, I was like, man, I don't really even know how that would work. Like, I don't know how to get these men to come in and have these conversations with me and then later bring in their spouses. Right. Or vice versa. So I was already thinking about this was already something that I was literally at a brunch with my, my very, my magical witchy friends and was like cornered by this woman. She was like, the work that you're doing with men is so important. And I was just like, you're right. It is. Okay. I believe you. Thank you for saying that. Holy shit. Like, I, I feel really good about this, but then, you know, that, that had just happened. And so then we go into this, I go into this event and there is an entire day um, relating to relationships, but there's also a lot of different dynamics that you learn throughout the whole thing about understanding people better. And so in Operation Do, like, I don't think it's a secret that that's one of my number one key, like, pieces of knowledge is the more that you can understand about yourself and understand about someone else, like, with that outside perspective, the better off we are at the way we manage everything that we're involved in. And so 
some of these methodologies were either new. I don't know that I would even say that they were fully new to me, but it was more of like a really great expansion on certain things. And there's a topic in particular. So I'm going to like really hone in on the difference between masculine and feminine in ourselves, how we have them and in each person, like, and how they dynamics work together in relationships. But like, one of the things that is going to be cool is over the next probably months, like I'm going to explain a lot of these parts that are really ugly to a lot of people when it comes to the way that we negotiate relationships and like the six positions of a relationship, which is either like magnificent, filled with love and tons of passion, or it's like with like so much love and very little passion, or it's, you're basically just like fucking roommates, or there's like a couple things in between. You're kind of semi-planning your escape. Like there's all of these different layers and it's cool because it doesn't mean like, oh my God, my relationship is doomed, but there's all these different ways of understanding parts of what we do, but also then how we communicate um, and whether or not, you know, we, we choose to save something or try to save something. But the thing that's really cool and the thing that we already know, we've discussed a lot here is it always will come back, comes back down to like, you can't change someone. What happens in a relationship is not only can you not change someone, all you can do is change yourself and work on yourself and show up differently. And the other person either meets you or they don't, right? And that's the part of most of my trainings on relationships where I say that part. And then I just kind of stop talking because unless somebody specifically is like, he's not meeting me or she's not meeting me, I don't want to like tell people to leave their, you know, relationships or whatever. It's more of a specific situation kind of response from there. But one of the things that was a huge piece of this was this training that I thought was really powerful was that 95% of success in relationships comes down to selection. And when I say that, I don't mean you selecting your partner. It's you selecting who you are and how you show up every day. So what happens is, and none of this is, again, I'm not, you know, I fucking hate the blame game and that is not what any of this is about. It's more about the fact that like, how many times have either you've been in this experience or someone else has where a relationship starts out really great or people will say, oh yeah, it was like that in the beginning. They cared more in the beginning or it was really fun in the beginning. He was really romantic in the beginning. And then in, immediately we blame our partner or like when I say we, I just, the general public does this. We blame our partner. He changed. He did this. He doesn't care anymore. She doesn't care anymore, whatever. Instead of saying, okay, and maybe he did, but also maybe that was as a direct reaction to the way that we changed. Because everybody gets into a relationship and shows up as their best self, right? We all show up as our best selves. Even the beginning of relationships, beginning of marriages, moving in together, like all of these things bring out these different parts of us where we're like our best self. And then we get comfortable and life starts to happen. And then the person we're usually the meanest to is the person that we don't think will ever leave. And, you know, all of those things happen. And so what, but that, so that selection piece that we have to check in with ourselves on regularly is who are we selecting every day to be? Like what parts of ourselves are we selecting to be? And that's where the success of any relationship comes from. And that can even be, you know, in a business relationship that can be with a family member that can be in any of these, like all of this stuff can really be placed into any aspect, even into business. But one of the, the things is, is when we recognize that, like, Number one, we don't want to be trying to change anyone and we don't want to like, in the fact of us trying to change somebody, we also don't want to then take on every fucking role that there possibly can be. And women are actually really fucking the worst at this. 
And for great reason, let me just say that first, like the way the world has turned since like the fifties, women have become this, I can do everything for a reason. Like there are a lot of reasons why we are so, cause we are, we're capable, right? We can do all the things. We can make the babies. We can go earn the money. We can bring it home. We can do all the things. We might be like dead ass tired and in not great shape, but we can fucking do it, right? Which when you're in a relationship, like an intimate relationship with someone else, we have to remember that number one, like that makes it very difficult for the relationship dynamic to be healthy long-term. Um, I have several examples of people that I know where they were the bread, the woman was the, what was the, um, the earner and the one bringing home all of the money. And then they made the agreement where the husband was like successful. A couple of, one of them, that wasn't the case. One of them, she was, he was successful and he chose to leave his job, stay home with the kids while they were traveling the world. Um, be like a nomad with them and he would take on the majority of the parental role, right? Okay, let's break this down. It's not that that can't work, but it takes a very strategic methodology between the couple in order for that to work. And what wasn't done in that space was she still was showing up, making all the rules, leading, running the fucking world, running the household, telling him what to do, very much so being the full-blown masculine in that spot. I don't mean that then he shifted into, into feminine, like in getting softer and all of those ways, that aspect. And it wasn't even that that happened. It's just that there was no place for him to land in their relationship because she was doing everything. So there was no sense of like needing for him there. And so then what ended up happening is they broke up, right? Like they broke up, they got divorced. Both of their lives changed. The way that they did life changed instead of being nomadic, they were now living in the same town. Their kids were in a regular school. He started his own company again, is fucking thriving. She like went through this whole weird transformation and found her feminine side and realized that like fully living in masculine was actually driving her a little crazy and really started to learn about letting herself be desired, letting herself have what she desires in those ways, not just being like rah, 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 rah all the time. And she changed a lot. And it was a fun transformation to watch. Like I got a front row seat to watch this whole thing happen. And I don't even know how many years, at least about four years, they're back together now, happier than fucking ever, just got remarried, but their roles are consistent. She is still a powerhouse. She is still fucking running the world. But in their dynamic, unless she needs to shift into masculine and handle fucking business, she is the wife and he is the husband. And when I say that, I don't mean that. I mean, she cooks and cleans because she fucking does not cook and clean. That woman is a millionaire and she has fucking people do that shit for her. But she doesn't lead him around and demasculate him in that way of him not having any power at all or any say. He then romances her. He loves that soft side of her. They have such a great dynamic where they really are a powerhouse couple. And it's because they're able to yin and yang and understand when the yin and yang needs to work, right? He just opened a second location to his business and she had to step in a little bit and be more of her old masculine place in their relationship and their family dynamic so that he could have his attention elsewhere. And so it's, we have to be aware enough that's the goal is we have to be aware enough of what we're doing and how, where we're acting from in order for it to work really well. 
I'm not saying, and this is why this, there's, a, there's a big, you guys might not know this, but like, this is a, a conversation that I've wanted to have in depth for a long time that I haven't because I know where quickly people can take it. So you're telling me that I need to be this and be, oh, be the woman and he needs to be the man. And it's like, no, actually has nothing to do with male or female at all. That's, it really has nothing to do with that at all. We all have these parts of us, which I'll dive into in, more in a minute. But like, let's take that same situation that happened. So they would have decided he's going to quit his job and he's going to take care of the kids and raise the kids and do the kid thing while they're still traveling everywhere, while she's being the number one breadwinner and she's doing all this stuff. If that would have been what happened and she would have understood while I'm running the world, I'm in my masculine in places I need to be. But then I also am able to tap into my feelings and into my essence to know where that is the best place to guide my business. And it's this beautiful dynamical mixture of how her company can grow and build and be to where she is feeling more fulfilled and like really herself in that company, right? Like essence is the best way to describe it. It's like her essence was like breathed into this business versus just this like raw power. And it just made it like mag fucking medic, like magnetic. If that would have been the case. And then when she was done for the day and she came back home to wherever they were staying and she was soft with him and not this hard, unreachable, untouchable person. And they shared time and life and he could still be the romantic and he could still like rule that household a bit, you know, in a way and, and guide and lead in some ways, they would have been fine. They wouldn't have had to take that fucking detour. But that takes a whole different level of understanding that most people don't recognize. And I'm not saying that you guys should all go do this dynamic. I'm just using this as a really beautiful example to where there was, they weren't fucking doomed because that was the decision they made. But it would take two very aware, intelligent, strong, capable, and committed humans to make that work. So if that's the case with somebody, with people who are not being open-minded and who are not looking to perspective different, the likelihood that that's going to work is low without there being a ton of, of problems and a ton of resentment and anger and just like ick, you know, not, not a great flow, I should say. And so that's a good example, but part of what I'm talking about, um, a lot of people, you know, it's not a lot of people, it's our fucking culture that told you, oh, feminine means crying and sad and women and this and that. And then masculine is like he-man, like fucking screaming and, and dominating the world, right? And it's like, sure, those might be okay, like those might live in the realm of examples, but that's not the only example. And inside of everyone, and I guess I can use myself as an example because I am, I actually am a pretty solid example of this. For the majority of my life, out of necessity, I operated in mass, I had operated fully in masculine. I would rule, rule everything. I was in charge, I made the decisions, I was in control. I was operating from here fully, not feeling, because when I felt, I didn't know what to do with that. And it fucked me up. And it, it was not the place that I felt powerful. And it was not the place where I was in control, where I could lead and guide and grow and do all the work I was doing in the automotive industry, in the insurance industry. And in, even when I first started coaching and doing business management virtually, it wasn't until I realized that like that 
that imbalance within myself was actually like ripping me apart. And that was feeding into the, the, the things I had in my head that there must be something wrong with me because no one ever chooses me and I'm not a priority and I'm not important to anyone and no one cares. Well, first of all, no one knew that I cared because I didn't talk about my feelings because that wasn't what I did because I'm strong and I don't need anyone. So that didn't happen. Other part of that is that I also didn't know how to ask for that without feeling weak, right? I didn't know how to do that part either. I didn't know how to let someone choose me. And so instead my masculine was like, man, I hope he calls me blah, blah, blah. And then I fucking called him first. I hope he makes plans with me. And then I make plans with him first, but then I'm left here inside feeling broken and hurt and not important and insignificant and all of these things when I never even took a breath for a moment and allowed someone to actually fucking pick me. So of course I don't feel chosen. Of course I don't feel like a priority. I've never given anybody the fucking opportunity because by doing that, it's a defense mechanism, right? We do that because then we'll never not chosen. How do we know that they don't choose us? We don't know. And so we try to act in these ways. And that's a very masculine behavior. That's like a mask. Um, so if I'm born with this, with all these feelings and this very, you know, feminine essence person, which I am at my core. And, and just for a side note, the majority of women are the majority of women are born that way. Like we may, again, the world and what we've had to do and how we behave every single day may make us think, oh, I'm, I'm masculine, it's just who I am. Okay, sure, that's parts of who you are, but at your core and at your base, like there, it is a rare situation where that's not still your, your essence, but we're born and based upon the way that we live life and the way that we're raised and the way that the challenges we have to deal with all through our lives, we start to wear these masks because the mask fits. And what's funny is, is that then we wear a mask over a mask. So I'm a feminine person. I put on the, the mask for like, probably until I was like 19, it got really serious and I was like 22, maybe. Like really fucking serious. Like there was no feminine showing at all. And then I decided to learn, oh, I have feelings. Like I need to probably figure this out. Like I, you know, it was around 27. I needed to figure this out. And then I put a feminine girl mask on top of my masculine mask and my core was still not being fucking seen. Well, I'm this he-man strong girl, right? And, and then I have all these warrior princesses telling me exactly what I'm supposed to be too and, and how I don't let anybody touch me. And, but I'm feminine and I'm in my feminine energy and I need to be in flow and I have boundaries that are supposed to con you know, constrict me from being harmed by anyone, but I'm in my feminine and I love and I have a big heart and look at my feelings and my desires, but you better fucking fulfill my fucking desires because if you don't, then this, you know, like this is what it is. Tell me you've not seen this, right? Like this is the life. That's not true. That's not your essence. That's still very fucking angry. That's still very fucking masculine. It's masculine mass with what the world is now telling you is a strong feminine way to be because demasking whether you're a masculine man who's putting on a feminine mask because that's what you feel like you need to be doing in order to be safe or happy or make other people happy or vice versa like taking off your mask to, to be whoever you actually are at your core is fucking scary when your whole life you've been trying to like hold up this other shit and so it wasn't until last week that I was like la I was like dying fucking laughing in my chair going wasn't that so funny I knew there was a missing link that a lot of the women and not like harmful to them, but a lot of the women that I started following or learning from that were like, be in your desires and this and that and ever. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. 
it wasn't fucking serving me though. There was like this weird war going on inside of me where I was like, yeah, but I'm not getting anything fucking done. And that's fucking me up. And then I feel useless, but then I'm like, but my desires and I fucking matter. People need to, to love me and I need to tell people what I need, but then I feel needy. And then I feel like there's just this ugly swirl because nobody explains to you the depth of the fact that like, hi, what if all of that was just a bunch of fucking masks? And what if you learned, oh, maybe I remove a couple of those, right? Maybe I bring them down a notch. Maybe I tone that down. And when that happens, it's like, we don't recognize that we're ever asked the question, what am I, am I for? Because again, I can think of so many women in general that I know, I think question that and really believe, well, maybe I am masculine at my core and maybe they are but the ones that I'm thinking of in my head I know that they're really not it's just out of necessity and I'm not saying that you put down that ability right and you never do it again fuck no that's not it at all but it's more of the acknowledgement of when you're acting in which place right so something that when before I moved here into this house that was a thing I literally am, I keep saying married to, because I might as fucking well be, to the most masculine human, like the fucking most masculine human in all of the possible ways of like textbook definition of the way that a, man, a man's brain functions. Like he is that guy. Only one focus, only this survival, this is happening. But don't you know your priority? Your priority, all I think about is you, yeah, but you don't say the words, babe. So I have no fucking idea. That's where your head is. Like, there's all this dynamic, right? So I realized like that I didn't need to change myself, but I needed to be very aware of how I was showing up in order for this to work. And that's to not to be constantly butting fucking heads because I run certain parts of the show that he does not want to run, but I'm really good at running the whole show. So, but I'm trying to run the whole show and tell him what to do, that's criticism. That comes across as criticism and that shuts a man down faster than anything else. It is not my job to coach my fucking boyfriend. It is the worst thing a woman can possibly do is try to coach their boyfriend, helping them, supporting them, talking to them, teaching, helping, guiding or whatever is very different than this is how you're supposed to do it. And if you don't do this, you're wrong. You know what I mean? It's very different than trying to like mold them in this way. So anyways, I had already really started to identify this and bring it into where I'm like, this has to be an active part of the game. And it's a constant check, especially when you've lived most of your life being the person who just handles everything, right? And part of it's really frustrating and annoying. So I'm like, wow, well, this is stupid. Like this could be so much easier and so much faster. But I also want things to be different long-term. And so as a result, we are both working to be better and understanding of each other's core essence and core vibe. And so also like, again, that doesn't mean that Tony is just this big rah, rah, rough guy, you know, all of the time. The truth is, is that he is much more than I would love him to be. And that's where he's working, right? He's working to know when it, when he needs to fucking take a breath and step out of warrior mode and into like, hi, I'm a human and have a heart mode because I need that. That's what I need from him. I don't need him to be that all day fucking every day. I would go insane. I would, I would be like, oh my God, get away from me. Like, what the fuck? You're driving me nuts with your feelings. Are you kidding? And that's the funny part. 
most women. So I sat in a conference with 5,000 people, which sounds like a lot, but at the end of the day, it really didn't feel like it. It felt like I saw everyone's face all day, every day. And I know them all. That's how we all feel about each other. We have like a group chat, right? And everybody's talking like, I feel like I know you. Where's the girl with the heart picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie, of course. Like, it's just very funny. But so we did this exercise where, again, I think a lot of people, a lot of, there's a difference. Like some women and this is where when in my coaching with men, men get so fucking confused and they don't know what to do because it feels like no matter what they show up as the woman is not satisfied. Okay. Like I want you to go to therapy and learn all these things about you. So the guy's like, okay, so he goes to therapy and he learns how to communicate. And he's like, I'm doing, I'm doing this. And I'm, I'm talking about my feelings. I'm trying to be this and that. And the woman's like, not fucking attracted to him at all. That's not hot. That's not attractive. What the fuck? And then she's over here and her fit and her masculine, like crazy running the fucking show dragging him down. He's then questioning everything about himself. Like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. What's wrong with me? All of these things. Now, these are very toxic situations I'm talking about where the women are, are being hateful, but you can think of not hateful ways that that could also happen in any relationship. Right. But it's because the world then tells you, you have to be one thing, but then you can't be another and you can't be too masculine because it's toxic and you can't be this because it's that and equal living and like all of these things, everyone's very confused. But then what happens is if a man acts too feminine, even though some women think they want that, they're not attracted to that because innately in our DNA and the way that we're built, like that's not what we're fucking attracted to. You can't, sir, you can't save me if the fucking bear comes. All right, well, I guess I better fucking figure out how to save myself and I have got nothing, no need for you. Like this is the way the world works in from you know birth or the beginning of humans and so when we start to recognize a little bit though where we put people in these positions and where it's like well of course this doesn't work like i don't understand then we or i do understand like this makes perfect sense then we can start to kind of recognize where it's like there has to be a give and take so does that mean that you don't send your husband to therapy because he's not he doesn't have feelings and he's not being sensitive and you need him to like break through his own shit. No, that's not the case. Like, yeah, do that. But then don't then take away anything else that makes him feel like a provider. Like that's their role naturally. Now in relationships that are of the same sex, they're always, again, you know, your core, right? There are female women who act in a more masculine role in a relationship and it works really well. And in those really successful relationships, what tends to happen is though, there's still a feminine core essence of the masculine female in that relationship that gets met by her partner. And that's why it works really well. She's not pretending like that doesn't exist. She takes her role and that other part of her gets fed too, just the way it gets fed in a female male relationship where the man and the woman both understand that both of those fucking energies live inside of them, right? It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, like is what I'm getting at. Like this is this, this concept, it just of course flows out of my mouth more men and women because that's how it flows out of my mouth easier for me. But as I hope you can understand, like the concept goes into any relationship dynamic where two people understand that both of these energies live and coincide inside of them. And you, the way to be really successful with it is to understand when it's appropriate for your own desire and for your own fulfillment and for the success of your relationship to select which part of you to show up as. 
But so what ends up happening is, is again, back to that part where I think a lot of people get really fucking bent out of shape. And this is one of the things I do love about Tony Robbins, because he doesn't give a fuck if you get bent out of shape, what he has to say, because he knows that, I mean, it's just, he has this 40 years of experience plus 40 years of education to like, this is just science, right? Um, in a lot of ways. And so if you go in, and this is something I've discussed a lot in our group here is where this is the reason why, and I just wrote a post about it. This is the reason why my male clients are more successful if we talk first thing in the morning before their day starts than if we talk in the middle of the day. They don't do well with that because their head is already like fucking mission finish line, got things to do, solving the problems and handling the people. Oh, wait, now I have to stop and get involved in my feelings and think about the things that need to happen and think about all the things I need to tell Jamie about. It just doesn't work well for them, especially not long-term. Like occasionally we don't have a choice, right? And we kind of have to do them in the middle of the day sometimes. But most of the time, my long-term male clients, I speak to them before their day begins. I make an exception to my own rule and I speak to them before their day begins. My female clients, they don't have a fucking problem with it. Not if they know in advance. If they know in advance, I'm talking to Jamie at noon, cool, I'm gonna handle all this business stuff or I'm gonna do these appointments, talk to Jamie at noon, eat some food, go back to work or go take care of the kids or whatever. That's how our brain works. We're able to, so what people don't realize is if you go back to like the hunter and gatherer example, that's where men are like hyper-focused. Here's my solution. This is where we're going. Dudes do this when they're driving, by the way. Trying to have a conversation with a man when he's trying to get you somewhere is the dumbest thing you can ever do because his entire focus is trying to get you to the fucking place. Get you to the place to get you to the seat. If you're going to dinner and you're going to the place, like his brain is on getting you to the place and getting you to the chair. Once you're in the chair, you can then have a conversation because his mission is accomplished. He has got you there, right? Focus is can, he can now focus on your face and what you're saying. Like if you pay attention to this, it is so true. So many women and men fight in the fucking car <laughs> He's not even listening to me because he fucking can't. Like, not because he doesn't want to. It's because he fucking can't. And I learned this years ago from Alison Armstrong. I haven't talked about her in here in a long time, but Alison Armstrong is brilliant when it comes to understanding the difference between the way the male brain and, and the female brain works and how you can like make them work together. So like, that's a huge thing. Because that is the way, like, think about it. Okay, I need to feed my family. What does that fucking mean? And then literally everything, nothing else fucking matters other than to feed my family, feed my family, feed my family. All they're doing is like finding the bear, finding the bear, finding the bear tracks, finding the bear tracks. Okay, got the bear. Like, that's it, right? But then you have a woman who is doing, when I explain this to you, you're going to be like, holy shit, um, especially the men in here who are listening. So she steps into a field a field where she fucking remembers where she got those berries from last time. People, how'd you remember that? That field looks like a field. Oh no, but I know that they're over there. There's some, and over here there's black ones and over here there's purple ones and over here there's red ones. And our brain remembers that way. Men compartmentalized where they can focus on, on their destination and goal. And they do that naturally women. We've established a way to do that ourselves, but as like our natural being, we're able to walk in and see, okay, blue, purple, red, got it. While also making sure that our children who are running around aren't running too far close to the creek, while also making sure that there's not wolves or bears or coyotes or somebody creeping the fuck up on us. Like 
literally women's imagine like a man steers tunnel vision women we can see fucking everything we know what's going on in that entire like prairie what behind us everyone laughs like there's eyes in the back of your mom's head there are it might as well be right like it's just a natural thing that we have and it was because that was our way of survival our part of survival was being able to do what i just said to remember what path takes you where. There's a reason that the matriarch, that it's a matriarch in a herd of elephants that literally remembers where some where her brother fell down and died 25 years ago and every single fucking year on migration stops at that spot. Like it's just the way it, their brains work. <laughs> like it's the way it's wired. And so also like, what a cool thing when you recognize that fucking gift, right? And you can learn to start to work together. Like the easiest way to describe this is I'm planning a dinner, right? And Tony's like, wait, we need to have these food, this food, I'm going to make all this food. This is what we're going to do. And I was like, how about this? Tell me what you want me to make. What sounds good to you? Oh, okay. And I said, and then this, I need you to, I need you to take care of these turkeys. We got three turkeys. I don't give a fuck what you do with those turkeys. I just want them cooked and ready and carved by 4.30. And he's like, okay. I barely spoke to him the entire day. I didn't need to talk to him. He had a mission. He was on a, he had a fucking plan. Each turkey had a different seasoning. Each turkey had a different pot that he was, he fried them all. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you do with them. I need them cooked and ready to serve 4.30. And now we're talking about the most ADD human in the live. The fact that he actually did it and got him done by 4.30, very impressive. But as a result, here I am, I got bread rising and, you know, corn cooking and potatoes boiling. And like, there's 17 other things going on where if you were to walk in and say, hey, Jamie, what's happening? There's no way I could say it out loud to you, but I was aware of all of those things and everything was handled. That's natural for women. Men have trained themselves to be able to do parts of that, but it's not their strong suit. So when we start to like work with our strong suits in places where we can, that doesn't mean that a man can never, you know, manage 17 moving parts. It's not the case. It's not what I mean. But in certain situations where he doesn't have to, that's not the best use of his time. When we can start to maneuver that into ways that makes the most fucking sense for everyone involved, the smarter it is. Do my client, my male clients know they do now because I just wrote a whole post about it, but do my male clients know that I make the exception because I know that I get their undivided real attention first thing in the morning before their day starts? But I know that's how the male brain works. It's how guys tick. Something my mom taught me when I was a little girl, and I did not understand the depth of it until now. And she still doesn't understand the depth of it. But you don't bother a man while he's working. And here's the thing. Think about this, women. Don't fucking interrupt me while I'm working. Why? Because you're in your masculine zone. You have your eye on a fucking prize and you're in that masculine zone. And it is a bitch sometimes when somebody breaks that shit up and you're just like, son of a okay, well, and it takes a minute to get back on track or it takes, sometimes you can't get back on track. Like it's, you know, it's almost impossible, but that's because you're operating out of that masculine side of you in that behavior and in that activity. And that's why. So imagine that that's just your natural way of being all the time. No, thank you. I enjoy my ability to know all the things all the time. I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan of that, of that gift. And so 
I just find it to be really, really interesting and how many people will not fucking love any of the things I'm saying and will take none of it fucking to heart because it feels off. People, some people think it's me making excuses for one gender or the other. And I'm like, again, back to the fact that like, this has nothing to do with gender at all. It has to do with the fact of what position, back to the very first thing I said, 95% of our success comes from selection. And when you can be smarter than everyone else and select the pieces of you that you're engaging in certain situations, like when the hell would you not? It's because it goes against everything that the world is saying out loud, like the majority of them, right? You can do everything he can do. Yes, I fucking can. I don't want to. I don't want to do that every day. Can I? Yes. Have I? Yes. Do I want to every day? No. Do I have to? No. And in some cases, also, if you do not want to be in a relationship and you do want to do everything, that's totally fine. But in order for you to also have fulfillment, full, real fulfillment, you have to know when to swap places. When you go sit down with your girlfriends at dinner, and I've fucking done this, you guys. I've done this. I've walked away annoyed for no reason at all. Because I went straight from work on the phone the whole way in the car to dinner with my girls, get into the fucking restaurant, sit down, and I am in dude zone, 100% in boy mode. And then I sit down and we're talking about nothing of substance for a while. And then sometimes maybe we do talk of things of substance. And I notice that I have nothing constructive to add or I'm not engaged really at all. And I'm almost annoyed when I leave. I'm like, interesting. I didn't slow down. I didn't listen. I didn't give a fuck what they were saying. I'm not saying that men don't care. Like that sounds horrible. So don't take it that way, but it's just a different essence of being in. So instead nowadays, because I want more fulfilling relationships in every area of my life, that's a big thing for me. I want more fulfilling relationships in all of the areas of my life. I do my very best to shift my fucking mood. And like, get out of that zone. Even if we're in, we're sitting there, bless you. Even if we're sitting there and they ask me business related questions or whatever, I even make a point to not go into my masculine headspace to answer them because the likelihood that the question that my female best friend is asking me about her husband's fucking time clock or whatever is happening in their shop most likely she's not looking for me to solve her problem. She's looking for me to listen to her, you know? And, and anyways, so I just find it to be like, any of these little things that we have these conversations about, it's like, man, why would you not take the cheat sheet? You know what I mean? It's like such a cheat sheet that we can do to make us even better at being able to communicate and get more of what we want, give more of what we want. And that's a whole other conversation that we'll have on another relationship week where it's like, when we can focus a bit on how we give more than we receive, we're going to receive more. That's how it works. It feels counterintuitive, right? And the world is like, make sure you're open to receiving. Are you receiving? Is he giving you what you need? Is she giving you what you need? Are you getting this? And it's like, ah, I need to be open to receive. And I don't know, maybe they're not giving me what I need. Maybe I'm, you know, undeserving, or maybe they don't love me or like, there's all these things. And said, it's like, what if you focused on loving and connecting and giving and then watch what happens? So that was a lot of information and I hope that, I hope that that makes sense. I hope that that offered any nuggets or any, just like, wow, that's pretty, even if you were just like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. And that's all you took from it. I'm good with it.
but it's just something to think about. Bro, do you see, like, can you see how good, like, psh, my head, my mind was blown. So we cut the conversation off where we did because after that, you know, the team members inside of their group can unmute themselves and we can have conversation and they can share things that they thought of or that came up for them or questions that they may have around different things. And that's personal. So we wanted to keep that private. Um, but you get the, you know, meat and potatoes, the bulk of all of it within that recording. And I don't know about you, but there were several times where myself even listening to it back was like, damn, that was good. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Wow. So my whole goal always is to offer perspective shifts and also to offer us tools to where we can be better. Like the better that we are at understanding the way that we can navigate the world, the way we can navigate our relationships and our interactions with other humans, the better off we are in general. We have the more ability we have to be able to manipulate things in a positive fashion to fit what we want to fulfill our own desires, and that is the ultimate goal, right? And so that's the the reasoning, the basis behind a lot of these conversations, like what you just got the chance to listen in on, is I want to empower my clients to have so much knowledge and ability that they can really truly mold their own life and create their own life however they'd like. So that's why it was so fitting for me to share here for, you know, in the lifestyle creation podcast. If you're interested in tuning in, we do calls like that every week, every Thursday, we do calls on a different topic, everywhere from mindset motivation to connections, which is all the relationships in your life, to your health and wellness, to business and leadership. That doesn't mean you need to own a company. It's everything within running a household to running a group to working in a company to being a parent, all of those things in leadership. And then obviously we do talk about some specific business things on certain weeks. And then on the bonus weeks of the month, some months have four weeks, we talk about spirituality. We do, I do tons of extra trainings in there. And the biggest thing too is that you then get access to over 300 trainings on various topics that are all searchable by just being a member. And it's a monthly membership fee of $47 a month. Everything's hosted off of Facebook off of Instagram. It's on its own platform that you can access on your computer or from an app that you download. And it's super convenient and distraction free. We also have lots of key trainings and accountability pieces set up in there for getting you on to a good routine of creating habits and planning your life versus walking in with no roadmap and walking in, you know, willy nilly every single week. So if you are looking for a place to plug in like-minded humans and also to have a different level of access to me, the clients inside of there can ask questions and share and interact in ways that I don't interact with other people because I would never get away from my computer if I did that with every single person in the world. So if that's something you're interested in, you know, it's called Operation Do. There's a link below or you can go to jamietherber.com and it's on there. If you're on my Instagram, you can click the link and you'll see join Operation Do or join my coaching group. That's on there too. So we would love to have you in there. It's an amazing place and there's no obligation. You come for 30 days and you're in for 30 days. Your payment renews and you can leave whenever you'd like. But I think that um, the key is most people, I ask them to stay at least 90 days because lasting change doesn't happen overnight. And that accountability piece there and getting into a new habit, it takes 30 days to even get into the new habit of showing up every week, uh, planning your week every week, like all of those pieces. So anyways, my doors are open there for you if you're interested and you'd like to grab a spot. Moving into 2022, I'm not positive if we'll leave it open all of the time or not. I like keep the spaces semi-limited um, so that I can 
interact on a more high level basis. So we'd love to have you. Thanks for listening. And as always, go out into the world and do good things, be a good human, and let the ripple effect change the world.